0: with the Negative Nancys. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancys. My name is Roy Walker, and I'm joined at the adult table with my fellow Nancys, Primo Thomas, Matt DeVita, and guest Nancy, Griffin Kramer. With us, as always, is Junior Nancy and what nightmares are made of, Tyler Cleary. Today we will be discussing the current (laughs) COVID-19 pandemic as we record from five separate locations with fine adult beverages. So put on your bitching shoes and let's bitch the blues. Okay, everybody. Today we are joined with a medical professional and pianist extraordinaire, Griffin Kramer. Um, But before we get into that, let's talk about what's in our sippy cups first, leading off with our guest Griffin. So what's in your cup, dog?
1: I'm having a hay burner, uh, because ABV is our most important thing right now. Oh, yeah, now, good boy. So. <laughs> uh, Tyler.
2: I'm having coffee in Amaretto, because you inspired me yesterday. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, no more orange juice.
3: I actually ran out. Oh, that's why. Okay, you liar. Matthew. Uh, I'm drinking some uh, Johnny Walker, A Song of Fire, blended scotch
4: whiskey, right out of the bottle.
0: Right. And uh, Preem, Guinness again.
4: No, no, I changed I'm drinking a Great Lakes Conway's Eutershade. Oh, look at you. <laughs> I am
0: drinking an Italian assassin.
4: <laughs> I hate you so
0: Are much.
3: You <laughs> ironic because COVID is an assassin. Because uh, yeah, Italian.
0: this could be just be called uh, the, wow. the new COVID nineteen beverage for adults. Jesus.
3: Yikes. Um, Yike.
0: So Griffin. Can you explain to us just like your general title, what your responsibilities are in the medical field and elaborate on that a little for us?
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm a physician assistant uh, and my field is I'm a hospitalist. So the hospitalist field is kind of, it's new, like at the turn of the 21st century, Uh, people's primary care doctors, if they, if one of their patients were sick, they used to go to the hospital uh, and that completely changed. Um, So the best way I always try to describe it is if you ever watch the show Scrubs, JD is a hospitalist. The main characters (laughs) in most uh, medical shows are hospitalists. They're kind of your primary care doctor. They kind of do all your general stuff every day. So, oh Oh, shit. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm doing.
0: Uh, Now Now you also play piano, eh?
1: Yes. Yeah, I actually. uh, My dad got his master's in piano, and I, I played pretty early at a young age, and then. I used to do competitions uh, up in Canada. I was at the same competition as Justin Bieber at one point. What? Oh, damn. Uh, What? Did you you beat him? Did you beat him? (laughs) No big deal, you know. (laughs) I actually didn't know. We didn't know each other at the time. I'm sure he wishes that his life turned out like mine did. Um, (laughs) But
0: (laughs) Were you implying that you do know each other now?
1: The more vague I am, the cooler the story sounds.
0: So so. Griffin Kramer possibly (laughs) knows
1: Justin Bieber.
4: You were one step away from being one less lonely girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I have to say, Mary Handley is a big fan of yours, Griffin.
1: She, so she was my teacher. Uh, my first five teachers were all people in theater. So there was a drummer in theater. There was a singer. Cool. None of these people really played piano until like, I was in fifth grade. And they were like, oh, crap, all right, we're going to get serious. And then I went to Mary Handley, who was my teacher, and she She's serious. yes yeah she is quite serious dude it it got real pretty quick yeah
4: one of the things i'm most curious about is we know how the pandemic is affecting most of us like at least on the an our level but my question i guess is how is it affecting like you personally griffin like you know like with your day-to-day it's got to you know it's got to really throw a wrench into your daily life a little bit yeah
1: so uh i actually i this wasn't because of the pandemic. this was actually just scheduled,, uh, but I just got off like a seventy two hour a week. Uh, we do twelve hour shifts, and basically, Jeez. as this is going on, i'm once I'm not at work, like I'm completely quarantined at home because I'm mm. coming t- into contact with people who are suspected or might be diagnosed, et cetera right. Um I can't be around family, I can't really. No one, everyone should be staying at home for the most part, but I actually, I live alone. So I'm completely uh, kind of chilling here right now when I'm not at work That's for the crazy. indefinite future right now. So it's kind of... What
0: do you do for like food and stuff? Like, can you, you can't leave your house, right?
1: I, I have gone to like the grocery store. I go pretty quick. Right. Um, yeah. It, yeah, I've, I've gone once uh, since this all kind of started. And I've actually, I've gotten takeout every single night I work. So I'm definitely gonna put on those 19 pounds, but uh, I'm trying. <laughs> the COVID-19. So they, I go to places that, like they bring the food to your car. In my head, it's mm-hmm. helping the restaurants and stuff like that right. as much Absolutely. As we can do. Uh, I think
3: man. that's about all you can do.
0: Besides being a totally baller pianist, uh, do you play any other instruments? And has it helped you in coping with the world of shit we live in currently?
1: <laughs> so, oh boy. So, Matt, we're in trouble. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> He's a doctor. Go take your temperature.
4: <laughs> Rectally only.
3: Jesus.
1: So I played uh, violin from like fourth actually until my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I was real bad. Mm. <laughs> I, I, like like real bad. At least he owns it. I could uh I could read music better than everybody else at first, but I wasn't into like having to play in tune or not. Right. Um, so that kind of that kind of became an issue. I kind of stayed in the orchestra to go on some like we had a Disney trip and a uh, Bush Gardens trip. So I stuck with that for a while. Right. I did learn how to play harmonica a couple months ago. Oh, dope. <laughs> uh, that was cool, but. Otherwise, no guitar, really, or anything like that. Oh,
0: so you weren't, like, a cool kid. All right, yeah. got <laughs> it. No, I was, I was playing the <laughs> classical
2: piano, you know? <laughs> no, that's
3: really cool,
0: man. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, like, if you get somebody, like, oh, I'm not feeling well. You can just give them the little violin. It won't
1: sound great, <clears> but no. <laughs> they'd, they'd be feeling worse if I played. Yeah, it be would,
4: in would key. Right. <laughs>
3: Hey guys, Uh, this week in lieu of uh, paid promotional ads, Primo, Roy, and myself would like to take the time to shout out some agencies that really need donations right now. Um, One of the biggest agencies that needs a lot of help is the Red Cross. COVID-19 has caused worldwide panic and created a scarcity of resources. We have heard a lot about masks and gloves and toilet paper, but we really haven't heard a lot of people talking about the need of blood. Um, The Red Cross has had to cancel so many blood drives in order to keep their employees and our communities safe. This quote is directly from their website. We are working quickly to identify and replace blood drives canceled due to workplace and school closures. Search for opportunities near you and check back often as we are continuously adding new donation opportunities. If you don't see available appointments near you or in the near future, please search seven to 15 days out. The need for blood is constant and patients need your help. As you can see, the uh, situation isn't ideal. But if you are asking what you can do for your community right now, please consider donating blood. Go to the redcrossblood.org. Uh Follow a few simple steps to find your nearest donation location and give blood as soon as you can. Thank you for your consideration and helping your community. Now, let's get back to it. Obviously, you have to take like precautions throughout your day at the hospital. So, like, what are you like after you like see a patient that might have been diagnosed or like may have be suspected like what do you have to do to like cleanse yourself
1: that's actually nationwide not just in in buffalo this is our biggest issue right now yeah it's kind of what's causing the most anxiety probably for myself and i'm sure everyone uh, who's working Mm -hmm. so you might see like on facebook and such like people talking about ppe that's the abbreviation for personal protective equipment so, the CDC guidelines, this is all CDC based, <laughs> um, yeah. initially said we should be wearing these N95 respirators uh, yeah. because we're not quite sure if it's completely just droplet, like uh, your spit, your saliva, uh, coughing, sneezing, mm-hmm. uh, that causes contagiousness, or if it's com- it could be airborne. Right. Great. Uh, the guidelines then changed based on supply. If you can't have an N95 respirator, well, then do a surgical mask. A surgical mask will protect you from the droplets, but it wouldn't protect you from the airborne aspect. Even if this isn't an airborne disease, we do things so I'm gonna get a little medicine you, so tell me if I'm going too far. No, please do. When people come in short of breath, we give them these nebulizer treatments, these breathing treatments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That subsequently aerosolize all their droplets. So even if this isn't an airborne disease, we can make it airborne by some of the treatments we do. Right.
3: Oh shit. Game changer.
1: And because we don't have enough of these N95 respirators, then people are going in with surgical masks across the nation as their supposed protection. But they're very much at risk. We also need these eye goggles that are short of supply. New York State, like Cuomo just bought like a million and a half of these N95 respirators that usually cost like 45 cents is what I've been told. He bought them for seven bucks a piece. From the federal government, right? Christ. I think it's from, this I don't want to, I'm not 100% sure exactly where he bought it from. Our government has the power uh, to do a war defense uh, production act mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, that would make this not privatized and would expand it. But uh, it seems like they seem to think we're, uh, we're doing okay.
4: What the fuck? Tyler, I want you to look something up for me real quick. I want to say that... The federal government bought up a whole stock and has been selling them back to the states. Can you look that up, Tyler? For the respirators? Yeah. The respirators, so I, yeah. I, I, I swear I read that. Um, but, Holy uh, shit. What is cool, ETC, Electronic Theater Control Company, mm-hmm. they um, have stopped production on all lighting fixtures and now are strictly making shields for hospitals. Oh, that's like awesome. Like yeah. face shields. That is, yeah, I read that today for, on their website. That's so cool.
2: Like, uh, so, for at least New York State, I... Andrew Cuomo bought like a couple million masks and are selling them at like the bulk price that they would from the supplier themselves, just so they can get them faster.
4: Yeah. Okay, so he's buying them from suppliers. So it's
3: not the government,
1: which is still fucked up because of this shortage. uh, Specifically in like New York City, you see all these stories. These respirators really shouldn't be used in more than one room. They shouldn't be used for more than one day. (laughs) They should Mm. be. You should be refilling them. But in New York City, they have them, but they're then they're putting uh, like face masks over them to try to make them last a week at a time if they can. Oh wow! Um, so, but we around here, around elsewhere, we don't have enough, so we can really only be using them um, if we're like intubating a patient. Is kind of the big thing a lot of mm-hmm. places are using them for. Right. Um, so it's it causes a lot of anxiety because if we felt like we were wearing these masks that are going to protect us, uh, we'd feel better. But then even uh, just early in the week, CDC added uh, another section to their guidelines because this is all about supply and risk and uh because there's low supply they even put guidelines in for wearing bandanas jeez Um, seriously uh, (laughs) i bought a 12 pack of bandanas on amazon just in case we ran out um oh my god they literally so they put that it's it's like last last choice last uh resort something
0: out of a movie man this is
4: effed up well guys here's what's even more alarming this is from abc news is that um the respirators and, and that new york state is receiving they've received seventy eight thousand um so far and a lot of them are expired right.
2: that yeah that's not okay
4: right i mean yes we're sending out supplies but it's like what are we sending to you guys like are we putting oh, are, are we putting the people on the front lines in the best position to to take care of themselves and take care of other people it's like it's crazy so how so. much
2: more susceptible would somebody be with an expired respirator
1: yeah
4: that that, that i don't no know idea. Uh-huh. yeah we'd have to that's you could look that up tyler um, actually to be honest if i was offered an
1: expired one though i'd I'd much rather use that than just the the face mask right. that isn't yeah uh, quite tight to your face so it's it's a tough situation
4: kirsten has uh asked me to ask you she is actually going to start sewing the reusable ones that you can put in mm-hmm. like the, uh, tissues or coffee filters into. Then you can wash them. Um, she was actually asking if you needed any. I've actually, I've had a
1: whole bunch of people reach out, which is incredibly thoughtful and nice about it. It's right now I'm thinking that those might be more, uh, more something that would be used to put over like, uh, one of the N95 masks and right. mm-hmm. like try to get a longer shelf life. Right. Uh, so I, at first I was saying, hey, you know, it's not necessarily something that helps that much. But now I'm kind of changing my uh, viewpoint until <laughs> right, right. <laughs> until the more show up. So uh, I would be I would be open. <laughs> Have you seen any
0: of doctors and stuff like making their own out of like uh, I saw somebody doing them out of paper towels. They'll fold them hot dog style over and over and over again to get like the thin strip. And then they'll take two rubber bands and staple the rubber bands to the edge. Is that something that as you've run across in your time now?
1: I've seen uh, some nurses with homemade masks, but I haven't seen any of the super creative stuff yet. Right. I've talked to uh, yeah, a couple of co who have like the, the Bane mask. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, if it comes to that, maybe I wear that kind of mask at <laughs> work. But I, I, haven't, sure. I haven't personally, it hasn't come to that quite yet.
0: Right.
2: right. <laughs> For the masks, uh, they, it's I guess a big no-no to uh, use them in the field uh but they do like the cdc does say that you can use them for like training and testing just like nothing past that oh damn
4: interesting
1: that that's the that's nationwide myself personally that's that's the biggest concern it's like yeah we're really trying to reach out to people so if anyone's listening and if they know anybody who works in like construction and things who can donate or if people live in some red states and have some representatives that they can call and bother every day. Right. Uh, to tell our president to enact the uh, Defense uh, Production Act, right. um, that would that would be nice. That would uh, be helpful. <laughs>
0: in the first episode, I did mention that one. There's only one person in the country, Chad, that died, and we made a joke that we hoped it wasn't Chad himself. But I will report that two more Chads have died.
1: There's that many Chads. Jesus Christ! Yeah, in the country of Chad, there are now three <laughs> I don't total know if deaths. they're called
4: Chads or what is what is the. Uh... Chadians. Chadians, yeah.
1: There were a lot of Chad's on spring break in
4: in Miami last week. Oh my God. Griffin's brought this up a couple times, so I just kind of want to talk about what it is, the Defense Production Act. The act is actually divided into three sections. It allows the president to require corporations to accept and prioritize contracts for services and materials deemed necessary to aid U.S. national defense. Expansion of production capacity and supply, which gives the president the authority to create incentives for industry to produce medical uh, to critical materials and general provisions, which broadly establishes government authority to strike agreements with private industry to halt foreign corporate mergers that threaten national security. Um, so, yeah, just to give everybody an overview of what the government can tell companies to prioritize the production of these things that are necessary to help the medical oh professionals and he hasn't done it of course not he's trying to
3: bail out big corporations before taking care of people <laughs> right a
4: a uh, 1200 check will help the economy but we'll give 500 billion dollars in kickbacks to big business we're gonna know. catch
0: those terrorists now watch this drive
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, oh my god yes yeah, so well as- that's bleak uh, <laughs> I actually do have a question. I uh, it's uh, about the reports. I just, I don't know if you can answer this, but um, I figured I'd bring it up. Other uh, reports on that malaria medicine, uh, hydroxychloroquine. Uh, do you think that would be like effective or conventional to use? Or is it just kind of like false hope?
1: It, it's something so actually no one can see in the podcast, but I'm holding a, we got, we got this like 20 page uh, response that my whole group uh, were reading. Um, It's from Baldwin Wallace uh, medical school. It kind of gives a breakdown of like what our symptoms are, what tests we order. So there's talk about hydroxychloroquine being something um, that there's research into, but it's nothing that I personally have seen being used. Uh, It's more trial based. Perhaps it's going in more uh, aggressive areas like New York city. Perhaps they're trying it. Okay. Um, But I I can't say too much uh, from personal experience. It is something that people are noting, but, uh, it's not the chloroquine and Z cures all that Trump tweeted out. Probably, of course, um, <laughs> right? But it's not, probably.
2: Yeah, uh, there was uh, a couple that uh, ended up using fish tank cleaner because it has like the name chloroquine and that chemical name, and they ended up like oh, Lord. consuming that, and I guess oh, the husband yeah. died, and then the wife's in like uh,
3: ICU right now because of it. Like oh, oh, man. people. God. These are the same people that like like we were talking about before Reused that like cabins. wear gloves. Well, yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wearing gloves
4: and then touching their face, thinking that gloves protect you from everything. The misinformation that's out there is just like it, it still baffles me that two three weeks ago the president was like, Oh, it's under control in the US, it's fine, bigly, it's great. Biggie. And now he's like, I never I never lied about it, I never said it wasn't a big deal. It's like, no, bro. No, you didn't. Bitch, you did. When you tell people that, your base takes that seriously, and then they don't give a shit about the rest of us. Uh, did you guys see the reports on how
2: Trump wants everything to uh, open back up in the United States oh, by... My God. Uh, Easter
4: that's a great it's a great day I think that's a little
2: ridiculous I I don't think it's gonna happen that can't happen no it can't
1: you no no it's that's that's not gonna gonna happen
0: (laughs) plus Trump's base who he's spreading all this false information to are you know typically of like an older demographic like they are very much like the people that should be worried (laughs) that they could die we're talking people in their 60s and up you know
4: he tweeted the other day he's like oh churches are gonna be packed on Easter Sunday because we're gonna get this economy going and it's like dude you, like, it's all about flattening the curve right now they're all dying it's all about flattening the curve and that is just irresponsible talk like you are... oh my god yeah
1: we can see in New York I mean they're, they're creating extra hospitals there is a lot of ventilated patients I think they're they had been close to doubling cases per day on Monday oh. Supposedly, the last couple of days, it's gotten a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're being incredibly aggressive about this, it's, right? Right. And they're the first; they're the first kind of be going to their peak. Yeah. Especially us younger people who are going to take that and be like, "All right, let's uh, try to go to Soho." Right. Um, oh my God. We got to make sure we're telling everybody, "Hey, you got this is for the long haul." Unfortunately, we got to make sure we're staying home because it's there what? is. An idea that oh, it's just the older people who are getting sick. That's not true, though. Actually, no. in the states, it's it's more actually younger people. In uh, Italy, there's uh, been a couple uh, studies that shows that ten percent of the critically ill people are healthcare providers, right? And, and young younger son. healthcare providers. Right. Um, there, it's it's if people go out, younger people go out. Not only are they at risk. They're putting their friends who work in healthcare at risk, and then they're going to put their grandma at risk. It's not just, oh, it's grandma. It's it's all across the board right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to be smart for them. Which
0: is a good reminder that you as a person who is involved in this, which is everyone in the entire world, that you're not just responsible for your own health, but you're responsible for anyone's health that you come in contact
3: with. Yeah, this is like the first time yeah. we have experienced something like this, right. like period. Um, to where we also like we are... Responsible for like other people, like us leaving the house is technically a danger to society right now.
4: Right.
1: Yeah. It's right.
3: fucking nuts,
4: dude. Th- this virus has an R not of three and up, which means if you have it, you will spread it to three plus people, and then they How will spread it to three us plus people. So it's like, dude. And
0: then they tell two friends, and then their friends tell two friends.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. Like I was,
3: I was in like Wegman's today. Um, and I was there for like an hour because literally bought like three hundred dollars worth of groceries, so I don't need to go back out. But like around every corner, I was just having a panic attack every time I saw someone. Right. I'm like, get the fuck away from me. Right. You know. I'll, I'll, I'll be pass. honest. Like, props yeah. to
4: Wegmans because they have such a good system down. Of uh, they really do. Oh my god. Yeah. Like they they know the situation they're trying to take care like matt you saw the checkout thing right yeah i was yeah i did it you have to stand behind the red line while they do all yep, the right. checkout stuff and it's like they're they're doing what they can to take care of their it was
3: super their efficient are
4: guests to take care of their employees then there's other people out there who just don't give a shit and it's, it's...
3: oh my god i heard so many old people complaining about how they're doing the lines right now <laughs> I've been waiting all the way back in the paper aisle, and I had to wait for five whole minutes before I was told where it to go. It's like they were in
0: a cattle car in World War II. It's like, come on, lady, you're just at a store buying. Do <laughs>
4: you want yeah. to die? When I got to the end of the line, I was waiting at the guy who sends you to the, the cashier. Yeah, he was saying that they've taken carts and turned them into like um, cleaner wagons. So every 15 minutes, an employee is going to like different aisles and different areas and wiping things down like the freezer section they're wiping down all the doors with disinfectant Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah some corporations are really doing the right thing but that only works if the people that are going to your store are also taking precautions we gotta pay
3: them more for the most part people were super respectful but i went in like little old people suburbia wegmans and like amherst so there it's like already it's not too busy of a place but right Around, like, noon, it started getting a little bit more packed, but when I got there at, like, 1030, like, everyone was, like, spread out. There was hardly anyone in the produce section. It was, like, super efficient.
4: A note on the uh, hospitals thing. I, I did see in one of his, um that they were talking about taking SUNY schools and converting them the dorms and to make, like, makeshift hospitals. Yeah. Oh, that's
2: a, that's a good idea. Yeah, that
4: is a good idea. They're not going to have a choice. I
0: mean, and those rooms are just sitting there vacant, so why not?
4: Right, and will be for a while. Oh, did they
2: actually send everybody home now? I mean, Is that a thing? Yeah, all the colleges are closed. Everything's closed. Like, the rest of the year. Yeah, most schools were
4: just
0: told, um, they told their, their students to pretty much just pack up and leave overnight. I know most colleges got very little warning on, like, hey, this is happening, end of the week, get the fuck out.
3: Well, it's like people also need to stop bitching about how they did that because this is a fucking pandemic.
0: Yeah, and guess what? You're fucking alive, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> right.
4: Exactly. It would have never had to happen like this had we not taken action back in January when people were briefed right. on it. I know it was such
0: a had waste this not of been chalked up to a democratic hoax. Oh yeah.
4: Hey there, Nancy's. In lieu of promoting paid sponsors for our debut podcast, we've decided to donate our message breaks to support the local Buffalo theater community. Roy, Matt, and myself will choose a company each week that has really been affected heavily by the COVID-19 pandemic that we truly, truly love. I would like to shout out the wonderful ladies of Second Generation Theater Company. Thanks to Kelly, Kristen, and Aaron, I was able to live out a dream last spring and set design Angels in America for them, and I cannot thank them enough for their kindness. 2nd Gen has had to cancel their production of Three Tall Women this spring, a travesty to hit many local Buffalo theaters. 2nd Generation was founded in 2013 by Kelly Copps, Kristen Bentley, and Aaron Lee Dandies. SGT creates quality theatrical experiences that appeal to an emerging generation of theatergoers. By building on Buffalo's strong theatrical roots, they strive to continue the area's tradition of great theater for generations to come. SGT seeks to create powerful theatrical experiences that seek to unite a community of diverse backgrounds and to continually cultivate appreciation and understanding in audiences of all generations through education and engagement. And I am beyond proud to know and work with these amazing women. If you would like to send love and support to Second Generation Theater of Buffalo, New York, online donations can be found and sent at www.secondgenerationtheater.com slash donate. And to those of you who do help, your assistance and love is most appreciated. And now, back to the pod.
0: And we're back with Griffin Kramer and the rest of the Nancys and Junior Nancy Tyler.
4: Obviously, physical health, like what what the virus is doing to our bodies is important. But I think it's also important to talk about what it's doing to mental health. Like, from, again, being a, med, a healthcare professional, it's like the isolation when you come home. Well, I mean, the stress at work coupled with you're having very limited physical interaction with people so it's like i can't imagine what that's like
1: so there is my own personal but i do have the weird uh, dichotomy of like um my f- like family life in the fact that like my mom and dad they work in the arts uh which is completely shut down right now right yeah. and then myself with the stress of being in the hospital field So yes, it's stressful for me as hell, I'm coming home and then it's just me. So that sucks. But then I'm also looking at people I'm my parents, my family, my good friends who are also out of jobs too. Uh, so the stress, the anxiousness, isn't just us on the, what they are saying, the front lines and everything. It's Mm -hmm. also people out of work right now too. So I've talked on the phone with my mom, dad, and sister. More in the last week, I think, than right. I have the last year. Yeah. And I think everyone should be doing that if they can, yeah. My
0: mom is a bit of a homebody, so she calls me a lot to begin with, and
3: Jesus. Yeah, I get a call a day from my dad. It's actually kind of sweet. Yeah, it's
0: nice. Yeah, that's,
4: it. that's it's nice. like I saw I saw Michelle Benzen was is like isolated from her kids right now because of her job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I can't imagine what she's going through right now, mm-hmm. you know, like having to be like, yeah, she can yeah. FaceTime with her kids, but she can't be home with them. That's, right. you know, it's gotta be.
3: Yeah. Cause it was, uh, for the protection of her kids and her right. parents. Yeah. Another buddy of mine is a, uh, he's a nurse and it's pretty much been a, uh, like kind of a shit show from day one, not to give too much away, but basically, uh when the first patient walked in to the ER cuz they just did that it like pretty much like went on like shut down, and like all of a sudden they were thrown to the wolves was your experience kind of like similar can you talk about that
1: the exposure and like when i'm talking about like all these personal protective equipment issues the nurses are the ones they're thrown in more than we are and... yeah are going to be hit even harder. Like I'm stressed myself about the doctors and PAs. That work with. Yep. The nurses are the ones who have to be in there much more than I do. They're the ones who see them first. Yes. Yeah, so, so like my day to day, like a quick summary of like what I do in the day. Like I, if I'm there at seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like my first two hours are just reading about the mm-hmm. 12 to 15 patients I'm going to see for the day. The next two hours are seeing them. Mm -hmm. but then the rest of the day i'm doing like paperwork and then i'm doing new admissions from the er okay while the nurses they're there the entire day doing uh all the medicine Mm -hmm. that they had to get all like the bed checks and stuff um i had to go back Mm -hmm. if there's an emergency if there's any questions if i just want to check in on them Uh, but right now because there's such a shortage of the personal protective equipment nationwide i'm sure there's less second visits because then we'd be using another mask we'd Mm -hmm. be using another gown and a that's causing issues, um, but yeah, the nurses—they, yeah. I'm like I—I'm worried very much for myself, but the nurses—they—they they have to do a lot more uh, right there, right person to person.
3: There was kind of a uh, a thing that I was told from my buddy. He uh, basically said that because of like how overwhelmed they got so fast, and like that all the elective surgeries were canceled, mm-hmm. and basically it was just like a huge like 180 from like their day to day. The advice he gave me was if pretty much if you can't breathe, go to the hospital. But if you're just feeling sick, stay the fuck out.
1: So, yeah, the general uh, consensus is if you're feeling like, OK, I feel like crap, but I'm doing OK, you call your primary care doctor and they're going to say stay home. Um, if you're starting to feel like, OK, okay this, this isn't right, I can't do this on my own, then you call your primary care doctor they're going to alert the ER you're coming. And then when they're going to meet you outside, because you're going to have to put on a mask and such, the worst thing you can do is if let's say you think, mm-hmm. okay, I got, I have COVID and I am i can't breathe right now. If you just show up on your own, then as soon as you walk in, you're risking everyone else around you. Um, exactly. So they need to have a warning ahead of time. If you're in an emergency, if you're in an ambulance, that's a different story. Uh, but if you're going to drive yourself to the ER, mm-hmm you have to they have to have a warning ahead of time so that's a pretty important thing anyone listening to not to just to show up um if you're feeling stable but like okay this isn't right i can't do this at home you call and then they're going to alert them ahead of time that you're coming
4: are you guys double ventilating at your place like using like, like splitting ventilators off into two people i saw a lot of hospitals are starting that's to
1: do that. uh, right now i think new york city uh has more of the issue with the ventilator shortage um yeah. Uh, but it is something that might spread elsewhere. Um as of right now, the hospitals uh we still got room right now. So we're, we're not we're not doubling up. Uh, but we are preparing for Cuomo, I think I asked for a fifty percent at least um expansion of hospital beds. Um, That's great. could go up yeah. to hundred percent. So they're preparing. Uh, but yeah, right now that's, and I also don't personally deal with ventilators. So that's not something I've seen.
3: Speaking of ventilators, something kind of cool I heard because um, my uh, my therapist, her brother works for uh, General Merton mm. Motors, and pretty much they were like, obviously, they were deemed a non essential business. His particular thing, he like works in like building car compressors they're actually taking that workforce and putting them toward building ventilators now. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, We've been talking about this for a little while, so I think we might need to take a little 30 seconds of a Tyler break.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another segment of 30 Seconds with Tyler. For those of you who are unaware, 30 Seconds with Tyler is a segment where junior Nancy Tyler Cleary gets to talk about whatever he wants. Anything. Anything. For 30 <laughs> anything. seconds. He is racing the clock for points, folks. So, Tyler, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good, dog. You got your champion pants on? Your big boy pants? <laughs> Always. All right, my friend. Your race against the clock starts... Now.
2: All right, so there's this town in Mexico called uh, Rio Rico and originally it was a part of the United States and uh when they did, like made the border uh the Rio Grande River and however this uh company the Rio Grande Land Immigration Company uh rerouted the river to help their irrigation and ended up cutting out uh, Rio Rico out of the United States, and the United States forgot they owned the land. And when they realized it, it was about 130 years later.
4: Yeah. That has been ah. 30 seconds with Tyler. Yeah, it's
0: pretty good, man. It's pretty good. Griffin, if you had to rate his performance on a scale from like zero to 10, one to 10, what would
1: it be? Yeah, I mean, he didn't, I didn't really, I gotta put like a 4.5. Whoa,
0: that's the a, lowest a, one so far. I right? don't know. I don't know.
1: I mean, one out of lowest out of two. I'll take it. Know, I'll Dave take Courtney it. Rating, yeah.
4: <laughs> you know, I'll give him a solid five because, um, though I am proud with the topic, um, I think you spent a little too much time fumbling over your words, and I didn't get too much out of it like I did yesterday. Yeah, dude. But I'm, I'm proud of the content, yeah, it was That was good. That was, you know, you tried hard.
3: Matt? I think I'm going to have to go with Griffin. I'm going with the 4.5 <laughs> there, buddy. That's fair. That's completely fair. The only thing I really got out of that entire thing is that they rerouted the river to help Also, irrigation. how did you pronounce was it like, again? like, that's cool. Rio. And that was all Rio, I got.
2: Uh, no, that's the river. That's the border. Grande? Grande? It's Rio Rico. That's the Rio Grande River. Like the. Town. You
3: also said
0: in the last thirty seconds that you pronounce Italy, um, Italy, which I thought was hilarious because you could definitely <laughs> tell that you are in fact roommate with Mima and Peepaw. Um, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna give you a six because I love your spirit. <laughs> you got it for me, dog. Roy's trying to kiss your ass, and Matt and I are trying to better.
3: Yeah, you. we care about your success. You
0: got a twenty out of a possible forty. So no hey, no Sabres tickets for you and Yikes. no sixty seconds with Tyler next week. Roy, can I get a wah wah? <laughs> that's how <who's laughs> that's gonna ask.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got twenty four yeah. hours to step your oh, game up man. to Mason, Mason tomorrow.
0: tomorrow. Oh, oh shit! Also a pianist. <laughs> you actually know that. That one. was a really cool story, Tyler. I actually oh, looked shit. into that island you were talking about yeah. yesterday. It's a pretty sweet island. The, the timeshare between Italy and France. Look pretty interesting that. shit. Are you on call, Griff?
1: Uh, I'm not, but they are um, expecting us. We're we're preparing to have to increase hours. Right. Um, as of right now, no, uh, but yeah. we're preparing for gotcha. that. Yeah.
0: We're at that time. We'll come back with some final thoughts, some random news articles that I looked up, and I'm hoping you guys all have stuff to talk about too. All right. Hey, everyone. In lieu of promoting paid sponsors for our debut podcasts, we've decided to donate our message breaks to support the Buffalo, New York theater community. Primo, Matt, and myself will choose a company we truly love each week that has really been affected heavily by the COVID-19 pandemic. This one goes out to the fine people of the New Phoenix Theater of Johnson Park. It would be an even deeper catastrophe if this beacon of artistic light were to never open their doors again. I just finished sound designing a two-man show there called Kiss of the Spider Woman in celebration of their 25th season as an independent theater. Directed by the incredible Victoria Perez, stage managed by the great Mike Dobin, and starring brilliant actors Rolando Martin-Gomez and Rick Latimer. This show is one of my favorite shows I've ever worked on, and I do upwards of 20 shows a year all over Buffalo. The New Phoenix Theater is owned and operated by my dear friend Richard Lambert. I can't tell you how much I love this man for his vision and beautiful personality. He may be the most graceful and successful risk taker I've ever worked with. I am so honored to know this wonderful man, and even more so to call him my friend. If you would like to send love and support to the New Phoenix Theater of Buffalo, New York, online donations can be easily sent via the Donation Now button at newphoenixtheater.org. That's N-E-W-P-H-O-E-N-I-X-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org. Mail-in donations can be sent to 95 Johnson Park, Buffalo, New York, 14201. And you can place over-the-phone donations by dialing 716-853-1334. To those of you who choose to help, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I deeply appreciate it. Now, on with the show. And we're back. Tyler, legitimate question from you, eh?
2: Oh boy. Yeah, so uh, what are some underlying uh, diseases that aren't autoimmune uh, that can put people at risk for affecting them more than... A person without those underlying diseases like specifically
1: autoimmune issues or just overall
2: no like non non-autoimmune oh, like yeah, is yeah. there anything specifically that can like affect that
1: so right now there's actually this i don't want to go too far in this but right now there is a some risk factors uh yeah it seems like being a man versus a woman um actually there's about 58 percent in a new york state are male versus female but uh, when it comes to actual diseases, oh, wow. um, COPD, smoking, asthma, um, cancer histories, th- things that that are diabetes. Um, those are all kind of things that put you more at risk. Um, older age, but okay. I think we have to change our uh, paradigm, uh, like the, our mindset about, oh, it's only for older people. Because there's younger people getting sick. So it's like I was kind of saying earlier, it's not about just you getting your grandma sick now it's about you getting yourself sick your friends sick and your grandma sick um and right. yeah just because we're Definitely. in our 20s 30s right. um, doesn't doesn't make you immune to it so the thing about the attitude is that like people
3: are at like a higher risk of like being hospitalized or in the ICU if they're like above age 60 or have all these complications but you can still get super wicked sick right if you're 20 plus. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like, I think, uh, I don't know what the youngest person
1: has been. That's been
0: I'm a regular straight today. male when it, when Symptoms. it comes to illness. Like I am the biggest baby when I'm sick. It's like the world oh, yeah, around me.
1: Yeah. Call, the, call it the man flu. <laughs> I had it earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was the biggest baby I called my mom oh, I was awful
0: <laughs> make sure my obituary looks good uh, <laughs> um, so I have a really funny news article I
4: really really want to share with all of you
0: everyone here is familiar with uh, Pat Robertson that really racist old uh, man no. on the 700 club
4: I, yeah I know exactly what you're <laughs> talking about
0: alright so he recently blamed the coronavirus on oral sex oh, Jesus. his quote yeah one of the <laughs> quotes from his ridiculous thing you would call speech is um i don't know i think i think he's a fucking puppet with like a hand up his ass anyway some of these youngins are doing all kinds of unnatural things with their sex organs and then he previously blamed 9-11 on witches and lesbians oh <laughs> this what? fucking guy yeah i just thought that would be a really funny thing to talk about um i also think it would be really funny if he um, got to- the coronavirus and died from it because it would be a hilariously ironic ending to a otherwise pointless life
3: oh whoa! Yeah, Yo, i fucking so hate jump- that guy <laughs> to, to jump
4: off this um one of the biggest like televangelists kenneth copeland um uh, in one of his live shows said fear of this coronavirus is faith in its ability to hurt you or kill you the fear of what are we gonna do i'm getting laid off work hey it's um your job's not your source uh if it is you're in trouble jesus is your source whatever you do right now don't stop tithing don't you 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 stop (laughs) sowing offerings you cannot have a job, but you better pay this church, dude.
3: <laughs> like what? Jesus. Even the Mormons were like, "Stay the fuck home and have service with your family."
0: Oh, he's saying, yeah. "Stay home." <laughs> he's he saying, Matt "Still says, pay Even me." Even the Mormons. <laughs> this was supposed to be wholesome, Matt.
4: <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that,
3: that's very
4: wholesome. Literally, whatever you do, Jeez. don't stop. typing. Wholesome
0: question for Matthew. Oh this is a, we should. I'm gonna make a theme song called Wholesome Question.
3: This has obviously been a very bleak uh, episode because we. this is a very dark topic, and it's not fun. Griffin, is there anything that you're doing to like keep yourself uplifted or something that maybe you found out that might be kind of comforting? Like a positive out of all this?
4: Are you playing Animal Crossing?
3: Are you playing Animal Crossing?
4: I'm not.
1: Is, do I need like a
4: Switch or something for that? Buy yourself a Nintendo Switch, man.
1: I'll have to, I'll have to move on that. You're in quarantine. But uh, I have noticed uh, this is definitely... Um, been perfectly in sync with my dating uh, strategy of uh, talking to someone and never actually following through <laughs> with a date because um, I can't so that's been a positive I don't, I'm not getting as much crap about that well,
0: it's yeah. a very negative positive but it's a positive <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah I'm like ah oh, sorry uh, guess we can't go out man. oh man uh, <laughs> oh, sorry man the social distancing
3: thing man Oh, geez. <laughs> Is there anything that uh you haven't been able to accomplish, but now you have accomplished because you've been in quarantine uh, when you're home? Like a,
1: like a nice. I don't. I want to. Like a household yeah, task. Yeah, we started a
3: podcast, Matt.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, this is true. If, if we're if we're opening the question up, I have been cooking Kirsten some like gourmet level mm. meals every night of the week. Uh,
0: Brad and I have been eating like kings in the apocalypse. So <laughs> I sent her a
4: menu for each week. I'm like, this is the menu for next week, all all the days of the week, and she's like, ah, oh, it's amazing, cook it, bitch. This is the pre fixed menu.
0: I've been quarantining myself for my girlfriend too. Yeah, she lives just down the street, but I try not to go over there too much because she has uh, very severe asthma and she has pre existing conditions. And I would feel so mm-hmm. bad. If If I was the one that gave her something that would hurt her besides all the sexual Uh, problems that I get. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a joke.
4: She's not going to listen anyway. She's not going to listen anyway. (laughs) It's a joke. She hates this whole idea. I Um, bring this out. I hope if she does, she only listens to this snippet. She'll FaceTime me,
0: and then she's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, I got, like, my journal out in front of me with a tablet. I'm like, I'm just uh, looking up questions and some research for a podcast we're doing, like, tomorrow or whatever. And she's just like, can we not have a conversation that in the first five minutes you say the word podcast? That'd be great. Thanks.
4: We are trying to, like, I'm trying to not lose my fucking mind. Oh, my God, yeah. And this has been, like, such a mental health saving grace. That and my anxiety. Shout out to Zanny absolutely thank you to. yeah shout out as i say shout out xanax <laughs> that's like matt that's actually matt's character name on nintendo yeah no i'm gonna play animal crossing that's about it uh, pre yeah. you have any questions i guess i just want to know in your opinion what can we do to help each other and to help you guys on the, uh, medical front. Uh, wh-
1: one of the top things, uh, that not getting, isn't getting a lot of action, uh, giving blood. I know, mm-hmm. uh, I know we still have issues, uh, with a lot of our gay friends who, for ridiculous reasons, cannot give blood at the moment. Um, Got but it. anybody who can, um, yeah, it is incredible. There is a shortage. Uh, we're concerned about running out of blood for donations and such. Uh, the donations wow. are way down right now. Right. Um, that's something.
4: It's probably a fear thing, you know. Like people yeah. are afraid, but like you can still go do it. You know, right. just um, help would others. would be the best
0: yeah. way to um to to find like a like what would you just search like um you know Red Cross or
1: probably yeah probably Red Cross or like those like Unitas. Uh, I don't know exactly a place right around here right now. Red Red Cross would be the best way to get hooked up with that.
0: To the listeners, just look up um, in your area just blood donations near me, because um yeah, as Griffin said, yeah. apparently they're they're lacking that quite a bit right now, so.
1: Calling each other, keeping in touch with people. It's it's a lonely time for everybody. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Keep doing the the Zoom chats, even though. Hell yeah. The Instagram stories of your Zoom chat are probably going to get old pretty quick, but uh, I'm still interested.
0: I'm never invited for obvious reasons.
4: <laughs> call your doctor if you're feeling sick. Call your doctor. Don't just show up to a hospital. Don't just show
1: up to the air. yeah exactly. The
4: healthcare professionals can't take care of us if they're sick.
1: Be there for each other. Donate blood call your doctor call your representative tell them to push for the more supplies for everybody absolutely stay home stay yeah. home
4: call your baby boomer parents and tell them not to go to bridge club
0: and if you're sitting on like um, <laughs> some like surgical masks or like rubber gloves or like like anything that could help um, medical professionals in this dire dire time feel free to like to donate those things because I mean like if you're going to be home all day anyway you're not really going out maybe keep one for yourself but um you know think think of the people that are on the front lines of this yeah. whole thing.
3: Griffin in your opinion like does someone need the uh, what is it M9
1: respirator? The specific M95 isn't it's definitely more in need uh, for the med- Medical personnel. Yeah, I was gonna say, does like someone need it to like go to a grocery store? Yeah, right now, that's not something anyone's suggesting. Like right now, it's definitely more needed in the hospital. Yeah. I know people are worried about their own safety. Right. Maybe if you're immunocompromised, older, wearing regular face masks. But if you, yeah, if you're stocked up on okay. those N95s, if you could send those to one of your local places, that uh, that'd be appreciated.
4: That's gonna be my next question. If if I were to come across some of those masks somewhere. Can I call a hospital and set up a drop-off, probably?
1: Yeah, if you look up the website for our uh, two local hospital systems, both of them have uh, places you can call uh, to let them
4: know. And that's Collida awesome. and yes, Catholic Health, yes.
1: yeah. And ECMC, I'm sure it does, too. All
4: right, well, uh, final thoughts from anybody? I know this was kind of a, a somber episode, but I also just think it's kind of important to like to have an episode like this to kind of stress the fact that, yeah, folks – this is a big deal and people are sick and people are dying and it's gonna get worse before it gets better so the be- do your part it's important you know? to talk about it
3: yeah and maybe we can worry about blame a bit more when this is calmed down right, right.
1: and i was really hoping to get on the pete Palmisano uh, podcast so this is a little bit. This is my backup for that. but... Oh,
0: thanks, man. That's a real uh, other, than that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, though. Other yeah. than that, though.
1: Well, fuck us. Uh.
0: Well, I no longer like Griffin. <laughs> Everybody, wash your hands. Donate some blood. Donate whatever you can donate that would help medical professionals, as they are the people that are the highest at risk right now of coming down with something. Take care of yourselves. Take care of others. We love you. Goodbye. Have a great, great rest of your day.
3: This episode is brought to you in support of local theater companies from Buffalo, New York. For more complaining, visit negativenancys.fireside.fm and follow along on Instagram at pod and Facebook at podcast. To send us love letters or hate mail, you can reach us at negativenancyspod at gmail.com. Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancys
4: is available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.